Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back Outkick 360 on the Outkick OTT Network with Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us. Day number four is here as we broadcast live from Blackbird Studio, Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee. The crew is all here as well. Nate Bargatze, comedian, will be here in about 20 minutes. We have the VolQuest Power Hour with Brent Hubs and Austin Price coming up in an hour at 1 o'clock Eastern, noon Central. Gentlemen. We are back. It's a big day on the show, boys. Yeah. It's going to be back on this Thursday. Our final day in this lovely studio this week. Watch party tomorrow at 6th and Peabody. We'll be there from 9 to 11 a.m. Open to the general public starting at 11 a.m. Looking forward to that. We will have drinks in hand at this hour. Your tomorrow. neighbor coming in today, Paul. Nate Bargatze. How about that? My neighbor. We will discuss the neighborhood a little bit. Uh, get some dirt. Tournament underway tonight. That's right. Four games. I love the uh, putting all the first four games in the same night instead of staggering it, starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and, and doing them on top of each other that way. The game everybody wants to see, Michigan State, UCLA, the nightcap. It'll it's at start, 9 o'clock Central. I think. It'll start at like 10 o'clock Eastern time, <laughs> 9 o'clock Central. I think 9.57 Eastern time is the, is the plan. Are they all at Bankers game. Fieldhouse? Or? No, no, they're staggering them. Two locations yeah, tonight. Two different I have locations. made my bets. Already. I, nice. I spent my time last night. You will unveil those Got later? ducks in a row. Are we doing them today or no, in the morning? You can do them later. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the big news this morning uh, continues with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Now a third lawsuit filed against Watson already this week uh, for sexual assault, where a massage therapist accusing uh, sexual assault. There are two other lawsuits related to separate incidents with the Texans star quarterback. Uh, whenever this was first alleged, the, the initial reaction was, well, the timing of this along with the trade demands, something's peculiar with that. And now that you have multiple lawsuits and multiple accusers coming out, this is beginning to be headline news. Uh, and we were discussing prior to, to coming on, it's, it's a bit of surprise that it's, it's not leading you know, ESPN two days ago when this came out. Yeah, it was it was a weird initial reaction to it because, let's face it, I, I don't believe you should just face value believe anyone, right, when they come out with an accusation. you got to let the process right. play its way out. That's with anyone. That's with people that you like and people that you don't like. You know, but if this was Jameis Winston accused of this, I think the uh, the response would have been different. Hell, if it was Aaron Rodgers accused of this, I think the response would have been different. It says a lot about what people think about Deshaun Watson and how he's given the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but I was shocked with the initial reaction that was very much, we don't believe the accuser and we think something's up with the Texans in this, with this story. But now that there's six women involved, 
in three different lawsuits, it seems like it's getting serious. Paul, even if it's just from an NFL standpoint with a possible suspension. Well, I disagree with you on the, on the beginning. The, f- the first accusation, if you will, there really wasn't anything there that, that suggested criminality. I mean, uh, the way I read the first accusation was that he suggested something to this woman. She said, no, leave, and he left. So he might have been a, a pervert in what he asked for, but nothing happened. There's the worst nothing- thing was on the way out, allegedly, he said, I will have you ruined. I will ruin your career if you tell anyone about this. And I didn't even read that in the initial report. Yeah. So the initial report was he had a massage, he asked her to do something, she said no way, and he left. That was the initial report, which is maybe disturbing about Deshaun Watson, but there's not that, that to me doesn't rise to DEFCON three or two. No, I would agree with that. Right? So uh, now, subsequently, it's getting bad, uh, multiple allegations and increasingly bad. And now I think it's it's turning into a big story. It's it's a top story at, at ESPN, as it should be, as it would be, I think, for for anybody. And it's getting bad. Initially, I think there there was some uh, it wasn't unreasonable to me to think, oh, the Texans are maybe trying to stir something up with this because there wasn't a lot of there there on the first one. There's plenty of there there now, and it sounds like he's got a habit of uh, behaving badly with masseuses. Masseuse? Well, it's, what's it's, Masai? What's the plural? <laughs> the plural of the masseuse? Masai. Can someone what, help us out with that? What's the purpose of stirring something up if you're the Texans? I don't. I don't know if they're not. If they're not going to deal him, and they're having this standoff, they just both sides want to. They want to make. You're saying they want to make him tainted goods of sexual assault, so we can keep him. That that's well. I I, I I don't know. They're not smart, Hunt. They're not smart. But hold on. The the motivation would be let's make him tainted goods, so the trade market isn't great, and then we go back and say, well, now you have to stay here. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. I, I don't think the Texans. I don't suspect the te- Texans are behind this. The initial story—they're not smart. The biggest part of the initial story was everyone was commenting on the lawyer. This is a lawyer who ran for public office, right? Who seeks publicity? Who's friends with McNair? Correct. Who failed to win public office? So that was the initial. Oh well, this guy's just out stirring stuff up. He's trying to make Deshaun Watson look bad. But now you got three women, and this latest accusation involves forced oral sex. With Deshaun Watson, it's it's starting to rise to a level oh, it's that escalated. yeah, and, oh, and I saw Clay Travis tweeted this, and you can read the story at OutKick.com. But um, it, it's not a it's not a criminal case yet. But These are still be. civil lawsuits, and it it probably will rise to a criminal case. Now there's this many accusers, but at the very least, you're looking at a lengthy suspension more than likely, even if there is no criminal charge. I don't understand why you wouldn't go criminal first if somebody's forcing oral sex. That's the way uh, this goes often, though, is yeah. you're, I mean, you can sit here, look, if he did it, it's wrong. No one's saying that it's not. But typically, when people come out and say, it's not about the money for me, but you open it up with a civil lawsuit, or as Deshaun Watson claimed, the lawyers called looking for a settlement. Looking for a settlement. Right out of the gate. It's about the money. I'm not saying it's not. It didn't happen. That they're not telling the truth. But I mean, of course. But it's that about was the also money. the first lawyer with the flimsiest case. These these lawyers now. Yeah. I presume I it's six different lawyers. If it's six different it's cases. It's three different cases, but six different women. 
I think it's important to, to point out it doesn't matter where it reaches on the criminal or civil level. The NFL, NFL can wise. do whatever it would like punishment-wise yep. based on its own investigation. And, and the this. NFL yesterday had no comment. Today, I think the NFL won't be able to not comment, double negative. And um, here's the one thing from the Deshaun Watson side that I can't help think now is he hired Rusty Harden. A hire, hire somebody that's neater and cleaner and not a shyster like Rusty Harden. Um, I, I do think, though, this is a great case study in how our opinions sometimes in media or just in general about someone. What's the opinion of the Texans? They're a bunch of bumbling idiots led by Jack Easterby that's yep. come in and he has poisoned the well of the Texans. It's bad ownership. Uh, it's dumb leadership. No one likes the coaching hire. And what's the perception of Deshaun Watson? Here's this poor victim who's a great quarterback Being held who prisoner. needs to get out of a bad situation. No one blames him for wanting to get traded and to leave the Texans because no one with the Texans wants to be with the Texans right now, right? That's what everyone's immediately going to think. So when a story like this comes out, the immediate response was, something's up. I smell something fishy here. I don't buy this story. I'm not completely buying it. And I think if it's almost anyone else in the NFL, it's probably an immediate, wow, this, this could be a big story. Nah, I disagree. Because, uh, Name a franchise quarterback that the response would have been that way. Well, with the, Deshaun Watson. the first one was weak. And so I think the response on any franchise quarterback would have been, with the first, with the first indication of this being such a weak report, I think it would have been the same if the guy had no marks on his record. As soon as it amps up, I think it would have been the same. Deshaun Watson, there's no indication that he was anything but a good guy, so there's benefit of the doubt. The first report's weak, so there's benefit of the doubt. Second, third reports are bad, the tide turns, and, and, and we're just at the beginning of this. By tomorrow, after everybody's had their bite at this apple and conversations like this, the tide's going to turn heavily against Deshaun Watson, I, I have no doubt. And it would the, against any Paul, what you're saying makes perfect sense. When you read it, you think, I don't really see much big going on here. One. I get that. And I, but That's that, not how it works, That was though. not the reaction, though. The reaction was, oh, the Texans are up to something. Or, oh, I'm not buying this claim, even. It wasn't that, oh, I didn't see a lot of people saying what you're saying, which I agree with you. How many people yeah, were saying, same. oh, what's the big deal? Well, I didn't hear much conversation. So he tried to get something from a masseuse, and she said no, and he walked out of the room. No one was saying that. They were saying, I well, smell I something it's pervy. It's pervy, but it's not criminal. But the, I think the, the initial reaction was the Texans are up to something. Could be. Or the lawyer in cahoots with the Texans is up to something. Or the that lawyer. Was the initial reaction. I, I mean, a, a lawyer, number, number one. But everyone's quick to, to point out Easterby with all of this, yeah. initially. Meanwhile, the Texans, one of the guys they signed is an Easterby disciple. Or I would say, I would go so far as to say an Easterby cultist, right? I mean, if yeah. you're an Easterby, in Easterby's pocket guy, I tend to think of you as a Jim Jones guy, short of the Kool-Aid. Well, so V-Love writes in on Twitter and says, from what I understand, the lawsuits were all brought forth by the same loony lawyer. That all was six? the initial reaction. It was, it was a spotlight on the lawyer, which I, I, I get. There's the some weird stuff in the background. Crazy. There's some publicity seeking in the background. But do we now believe that this lawyer got three women to come up with similar stories that are complete fabrications? Or are we led to believe more that 
maybe Deshaun Watson likes to go to masseuses around town and get them to do things for him. I'm more inclined to the latter based on the increasing seriousness of the allegations. I don't want to make this a Harvey Weinstein thing because right now this case and what he's been accused of is not even close to Harvey Weinstein. But my first reaction with the Weinstein story was, how often did this happen successfully? If these women are coming forward and saying, he tried this, he did this, but others saying, I, I left the room, or I knew it was getting weird, so I left, I'm thinking, well, how many women just did what he wanted and shut up and didn't say anything? For so my mind immediately goes to, if there's six women claiming this, how many, aren't? how many people in the state of Texas did Deshaun Watson go to that saw Deshaun Watson paying big money for a massage and he got away with it successfully because that's how it allows that behavior. And how many are still because to you come get away forward. with it over and over how again? How many are still to come forward? And how many? That's will, what I think. And how many ha did it happen to who won't come forward? Even even as a bunch come forward. This could be some sort of uh, class action lawsuit, in the end, where you have a bunch of accusers that team up, maybe with one attorney, maybe with multiple, yeah. and claim different things. Well, I don't know that you join a class for I this know, when yeah. you've got your own. When you've we got have, your own uh, case. We, we've seen the, the phase of NFL free agency hit the national headlines, and now it's going to be Deshaun Watson and, and what's going on in Houston and, and across the state in Texas that leads the NFL headlines uh, for the foreseeable future uh, at the, the very top story of all the sports websites that you go to. Outkick.com has the very latest on all of this. It's also crazy what we want to believe and what we don't want to believe. And I fall in this category, too. Deshaun Watson, everything we know about the guy is great. So you don't want to believe it. Right. When you get one accusation, you don't want to believe it. Right. It's the first time. But now, the, depending on who you are. this was a Pac-Man Jones correct. moment, you go all but automatic. Point being, depending on who you are based on the person and your opinion of them, makes it where you either want to believe it or don't want to believe it. And I think most everyone that knows Deshaun Watson, covered him, watches him, you see these accusations, you don't want to believe it. But had it been someone else with either a different reputation or that maybe certain people didn't like for whatever reason, the inclination is going to be, you want to believe it. Well, you're right. Happens. The presumption of innocence is, is a, an American standard, right? But I think it's, it's also, it also pairs up with human nature. And so the presumption of innocence paired with human nature is granted in a larger degree to somebody who's got a clean slate, clean yeah. record, right? We can't help that. So if you've been an all-around good guy, the first time we hear an accusation about you, we're going to say, well, that doesn't sound like him, right? And we're going to grant you, by human nature, more of that. If, you've, if you're Pac-Man Jones and we hear that you broke a chair over somebody, we're going to go, oh, yeah, that, that's right. Pac-Man Jones. Of course he did. Yeah, that plays huh. when you hear that. Next time Pac-Man Jones spits on a woman, we're all going to just nod. Of course he did. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that probably happened. It was a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it was a thirsty Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Can you blame him? I how, mean, come on. How, they were drunk, serving how drunk was he? Yeah, he was overserved. Yeah. Indoor or outdoor? Right. Natural reaction is then spat on someone. The self-proclaimed greatest average American is about to walk through the door. Nate Bargatze. Fantastic. What a title. To he hold. has the Netflix special that dropped today, Greatest Average American. You can check that out on Netflix. Uh, we'll have uh, a few previews of that coming up, and then the great Nate Bargatze in studio with us next on OutKick 360 across the OutKick OTT network. Hang with us.
<laughs> Outkick 360 on the Outkick OTT Network. Hope you caught that, Jim. <laughs> we're working a very revealing break. Yeah, very it revealing. Was. We're, we're uh, establishing a library of uh, things like that that will make those pauses between our segments a little more entertaining I, I'm than glad just we, watching us fiddle with our computers. I'm glad we can make it official. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets uh, revealed. In tomorrow's promo, I'll go into detail about Hutton and I's first night together. That's going to be during a break tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be big. Don't do anything rash. I just threw yeah. my phone. Uh, the, so, Nate Bargatze is about to join us, uh, like Jeff Jarrett, late. stuck in traffic. All I guess are late. It's their MO. <laughs> it's a sign we're getting back to normal with the traffic around town. That's right. Finally. Um, so we have uh, plenty of NFL free agents still available, um, and it brings up a, an interesting topic. So you've got Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster also available. He's apparently meeting with the Jets. Uh, safety, Anthony Harris and Keanu Neal. Uh, Richard Sermon at, at cornerback is also still out there. Um, and, and what... I think we're about to reach is you're going to have that threshold of player, Paul, that's like 29 to 33 that has to decide if they're going to play in 2021 on a one-year contract that was paying them what they were getting in year five compared to year eight or year nine. Well, there's still a couple that are surprised. Like Galladay is a hell of a player. Yeah, He's coming off a hip injury. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of weirdness be between him and the Lions over a potential contract. He's going to the Giants, but apparently it's not like, uh, you know, if they hit it off, it's a go. It's a very much an audition yes. from what I read. And, uh, and there's some hip concerns there. So he's got to go, but it, this is not all Giants courting him. This is him also needing to win the Giants over. And that usually is another stage in free agency, right? Usually the first visit thing is, uh, you know, all about the team winning the player over. And then you get to another level where it's kind of a mutual win each other over. Uh, for Galladay, at least, you're skipping right to that where both sides have to well, maybe, impress each other. You know, maybe a better example is a Darrell Casey-type player. Yeah. Because with the drop in the salary cap overall, with the rookie class coming in, and with teams looking to cut salary for the very reason, uh, wide receiver's an interesting case study because of the wide receivers in the draft. But how many of these guys are going to be willing to play for what they were getting you know, three or four years ago instead of what they feel like their value is now. Well, some of the guys you're pointing out, Casey, he, he's got age working against him. You know, Justin Houston has age working against him. Yep. There's still a good number of people who are just second contract guys. But um, this is not second contract money to, no, uh, for no. the, the ceiling. No. And what happens now is if it gets quiet, and it's pretty quiet right now, that's kind of team saying, well, all right, well, the longer we go here without doing something, the more we're telling you money, uh, time, uh, 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 an interval of time equals prices going yeah. down. So the longer we're not signing you, the more we're establishing that the price is going down. And so when that second tier kicks up, who knows? But there has been some action on receivers. Curtis Samuel went to Washington. I think that's a great signing. Him and McLaurin, uh, old college teammates. Washington has done some very nice things here. Uh, you know, don't know about quarterback there. Fitzpatrick. But um, <laughs> on his ninth team, they've made some very nice moves. Ron Rivera has got that career. team moving in the right direction. 
What a career for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Unbelievable. The, the, the span of it and the amount of teams, incredible for that and guy. And his ability to play fantastically well and absolutely horrific. Hey, one quick clarification on the Deshaun Watson allegations. Busby, the attorney, there's three lawsuits. Busby claimed on Instagram last night there are six cases against Watson, and three have been filed so far. And all him? So there are three other women who are making accusations and cases against him, but those lawsuits have yet to be filed. But are these all him? Busby said on Instagram on Wednesday night there are six total cases against Watson. He does not say whether or not they're all him. But he has three of the lawsuits right now. He may have all six. Uh, NCAA tournament getting underway tonight, or this afternoon, rather, at 4.15, I believe. Central. Is when Texas Southern, yeah, 4.15 Central, thank you, uh, 5.10 Eastern. Um, yeah, 4.10 is the exact tip-off time. Uh, where you have Mount St. Mary's, who averages 63 points per game, which is among the, I think, the lowest among any tournament team. Meanwhile, Texas Southern has the lowest three-point percentage of any team in the NCAA tournament. So I'm expecting low scoring on that. Uh, I wonder what the over-under is set on that for a team that is averaging 63 points per game versus a team that can't shoot the three. Wichita State and Drake will tip off at 6.30 Eastern, followed by Appalachian State and Norfolk State at 8.40, and then at 10 o'clock Eastern, UCLA Michigan State, uh, Michigan State, who can still defend. I, it's hard for me to pick against Izzo. Got a tournament. And code. the fact that Michigan State has beaten Illinois, they beat Michigan, and they beat Ohio State. That applies my Big Ten theory. Yeah, I, I had a hard time with that because Michigan State, the tournament team you talked about, that they they've got those wins yeah. late in the season. They got hot. I mean, they were nowhere near the tournament, you know, three weeks ago, and they got hot late in the season. I think they get BYU as the six if they win. Um, I picked BYU in my bracket, but that's one of those I went back and forth on thinking I'm really going to regret it when I pick against Izzo in Michigan State against BYU in, in that game, even though they're playing but the late game. it's not like he never loses. I mean, Oh, of course, yeah. We were just talking about it. He lost to MTSU, Hutton's alma mater in 2016. Five years ago today. As a 15 seed in we the first round. We were out with the people we were on together. that day. So it happened. We were together. Drinks in hand. Speaking of being with the people, we'll be with the people tomorrow. Six and Peabody, watch party. Come join us. Nate Bargatze is here. Yeah. Let's do Guess it. who's about to join us? He's got the Netflix special that dropped the, today. The greatest average American. He's here. That's a hell an of impressive a title. title. That's a hell of a title. Can't wait also, to catch up. Paul Kuharski's neighbor. Another not so impressive title. Be sure to catch the, the special on Netflix. We've got a preview for you coming up right here on Outkick 360. Twenty twenty has been my favorite year. <laughs> Out of all the years, this has been the best one. I mean, I don't you know, there's aliens. They said there's UFOs. And no one cares. That's <laughs> what kind of year could you have that you could sneak in? Hey everybody on the news, they're at the end of the news. They go, there's UFOs. And you're like, oh, do they have COVID? And you're like, no. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know. They won't get tested. But uh, I told, it was funny. I told my wife that. I said, there's, they said there's UFOs. And she just went about her day. I mean, just, you might even watch this and be like, oh, I didn't even hear that. And that's the point. That's how amazing 2020 has been. We were once at a coffee shop and a guy was sitting near us with a big husky dog. And Nick just goes, hey, you think that's a wolf? And I just said, yeah, I do think it's a wolf. Uh, they, just, they just passed a law that if you can catch a wolf, you can have it as a pet. And he goes, should I go ask him about it? I was like, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, he wants to talk about it. That's why he brought that wolf out here. And I watched him walk over to him and just go, excuse me, is that a wolf? And the guy, I mean, he didn't really know how to answer it. He said, what? I mean, you think I brought a wild wolf to this coffee shop? And the wolf's just being cool about it? It's not losing its mind right now? Park Gatsy in studio with us. Outkick 360 on the Outkick OTT network. Glad you're with us today. Is the Netflix special dropped today? Congrats, yeah. Nate. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Hell of a strategy to go against the NCAA tournament. You guys <laughs> plan, plan that out? I know that Justice League. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I told you my full, my Comedy Central special came out the same night of the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. So this is just what I do. <laughs> I, Take on the big boys. He's the alternative. I go all out. Was yeah. the budget bigger for your special or Justice League? I don't. We did a lot. You know, well, I mean, because of the COVID stuff that went on, it might have been ours to be honest. There's, we had to do our special outside. They tested everybody. Uh, it only had a hundred people. We shot it in October at Universal Studios. The best one I got was this guy emailed me, and uh, he's like, trying to get tickets to the special, man. What's up with all the hoops? And I was like, what are you? <laughs> like, I was like, are you alive, dude? Like, are you, like, there's a global pandemic. He's like, what's up, dude? I got to get tested? I don't understand what's going on. I was like, I don't know, dude. Did you tell the 100 people to laugh, like, exceptionally loud? They, so the first, you take two shows and you do a special, and uh, then they, you usually edit it. Usually you just end up putting one up. And so every time I've done a special after the first show, they always go like, we got it. Second show, just have fun. Don't worry about it. And uh, because the crowd had masks on, I couldn't see their faces and I couldn't really hear them laughing. So like my 60 minutes of material just flew and I did 43 minutes the first show. So it was the, like, right when we got done, they were like, yeah, we do. I mean, we just don't have it. So you got to, this second show is pretty important. Uh, and no I had pressure. To, yeah, no pressure, but, I mean, you, we're slow not going to do it down. if you don't. Do you want to be on Netflix or do you not? Yeah, do you not? Nice Did you slow it down? I, I slowed it down. Uh, I even had a couple of jokes that I think I wasn't going to put in that were definitely going to be put in. And, and they also, so the audience had mics on their tables. And so in the, my monitor, they put, like, where I could hear them laugh a little more. And just so I could hear some kind, because you just can't hear anything. And with the mask, I can't, like, unless someone was, like, shaking, laughing, I mean, it just looks like a dead eyes are just staring <laughs> at you. And you're up there, like, and you're like, oh, these guys don't like it. And then, so then we had stuff happen, too. We had a, heli a lot of little helicopters. And we watched a special uh, flying over. Uh, learned there was a police chase going on during it, and since it was outside, was just and you thought Netflix had done this for you? Yeah, I was like, oh, this man, is part of the big budget, like Justice League. You had to compete with Justice League. So we've got uh, yeah. action sequences going <laughs> yeah. on in the background. Like, they mentioned the helicopter, fireworks, paparazzi's out here. I was like, Wait, <laughs> Can we crash one of these helicopters yeah, yeah. during this scene? Yeah. Really up to. <laughs> so, 
do you feel pressure being one of the first uh, COVID specials with comedy and making a lot of your material about that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you, you do know. I mean, the tricky part was, like, when we taped it. So we taped it in October. It's like that's all it was, is, you know. COVID was like in the thick of it. So then you, you're like, all right, well, what happens, which we're still thinking about it. But, you know, I was like, what if it's over? Like I was, you know, I thought like, what if there's like a dog flu in March and like, <laughs> and I'm doing like COVID jokes. Everybody, like, who cares about COVID? COVID was a breeze, dude. This dog flu is a problem. <laughs> and like, and I have no dog flu jokes because we taped it in October. So I, there's a little worry of that. And, uh, but I, I'm not a big topical guy. So you obviously have to address it. You could, I, I, I didn't think I could do a special and not acknowledge that, you know, what's going on. So I just wrote some jokes, like, you know, probably like five, ten minutes up top. And then just to, just to do some COVID jokes that are fun and funny and then get into, like, my regular act. One thing know. that really resonated watching it was the parents coughing and yeah. how coughing in public is going to yeah. be changed forever. Because yeah. I immediately thought, and I'm thinking pretty much everyone I know, their parents cough a lot oh, in yeah. public. And that's now a problem. It's a big problem. They love it. My parents love it. I, I mean, it's it's like they they want to do it. They pre <laughs> no. just my dad. He'll be doing it at home too. I like call my mom, and I can just hear my dad in the back. Just he just coughs. <laughs> just cough, like there's got to be. Do. It's just what they do. There's something. Something's got to be up. You know, with with older people. But I think you just cough. It's just like part of it. You know. How much better is your golf game now that a pandemic happened? Uh, it, was, it's, it helped, to be honest. Uh, I, it's gotten, uh, it's gotten good. It, golf game's gotten a lot better. I've, I've honestly played every day uh, during COVID. I was trying to just do something because it was like I didn't really have a lot going. On. You know, you, everything gets stopped. So I was, I was going. You know, every morning driving by Paul's house. Not morning, but you know, loose, <laughs> late, late morning. Honking the horn. Sure everybody's awake in his house yeah. on the way through. Yeah, and then so uh, I, I, I played a ton. It's gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, it's, I've got it narrowed down to putting and chipping, which I was, I was been, it was, uh, it's, you know, golf's a whole. The putting and chipping is good or that's what no, you No, it's bad. Out? It's bad. Okay. I lost, I, I, I play, else. I play a lot with, uh, yeah, I worked really hard on my full swing to get that consistent. And then I would, I would go from there. Uh, I've been playing a lot with John Augustine. Uh, and so him and Shay from Dan and Shay, we played a lot. Shay, I lost money to Shay yesterday. I'm way better than Shay. You're dropping a lot of names I don't know. I know. Well, Dane and Shay, they're your kids would your your kid would know them, and they would. Uh, they're it's a, you know they're huge. These will be like Justin Bieber. I mean, they're like Nate, a huge band. Nate has gone from going uh, from our former show coming in wearing nothing but Vanderbilt gear. Yeah. So now being sponsored by Travis Matthew and hanging right. out with Dan and yeah. He told us he could get us these hats at 20% off, and then his people quickly yeah. corrected him and said 10%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to get sponsored by Travis Matthew. This is not. This, I mean, I, I asked them. This is not even them. I brought. I paid for this crew to come here. Oh, okay. And like, They're just got five yeah. people. It's the biggest it's entourage like, uh, we've ever seen. Along came Polly when he films his own <laughs> E True Hollywood story. They're, That's not, awesome. they're, yeah. Yeah. they're not even filming. Yeah, They're just walking this around. Going, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Those lights. He's got more lights on there. Cameras than we have on our. Yeah. For what it's worth, it works. Like it yeah. makes for a much bigger spectacle yeah, you when you have like a film a crew everywhere you go. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing. They the Travis Matthews reach. I, I mean, I was I wear Travis Matthews to begin with, but they yeah they reach, they're doing like a day in the life, and so this is your, your part of my day in the life. You should this. be wearing Nate Bargatze, I think. 
It's a crazy idea. Know, but I know, but the, that's my face. Does, know, it, so. does it work so, for us being more big time now that there's cameras in front of us? Well, y'all are huge, dude. Like, I mean, y'all, now you're, you're, you're here, you're, you're doing your own thing. Like, I, don't, I feel like you're going to move out of the neighborhood. Like, not, <laughs> I don't think we're big enough for I'm you. Not going you know? you need to get some anywhere. more security, you know? Yeah. Who's the biggest celebrity in our neighborhood, you or Sonny Gray? Uh, I mean, Sonny, Sonny's, everybody just knows Sonny. Like, baseball's He's just got so back much. spasms. He's not available for opening That's true. day. There's I always something going every, on with him. I tell him that every day. Uh, they did you know the story about when he, the funniest story was on Halloween. I don't remember if I told it here, but, uh, like, a couple years ago, when he was at the Yankees, and people were, like, be mad that he's at the Yankees. Sonny's the super... I was mad. Those yeah. were not his best years, and I'm a Yankee guy. So, he's, uh, Sonny's the sweetheart guy. He's from Smyrna, local, and he's, a, and he's from dude. Smyrna, yeah. dude. Like, He's a dude and a Vandy guy, what you like? Vandy guy, yep. I love it. And uh, so Sunny, so these kids would, you know, all these people move from these other places now, and in our neighborhood, people are from everywhere. And so they go to Sunny's house. He's playing for the Yankees, and the kids like knock on his door and they start yelling like, "Boo! You made the Yankees bad!" Like <laughs> they're mad that he's at the Yankees. Right? I was not there. I promise. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> and so they're yelling that, and then the kids go two houses down. They don't realize Sunny's at his friend's house, and he's got a ring. <laughs> And so he, can, he watched the whole thing. And so those kids come up, and he goes, hey, how you guys doing? I'm Sonny Gray. And he showed the video <laughs> of the kids yelling at him, and he said they just went like ghosts, dude. Like they, they had no That's idea great. that he was going to be able to find that out. Also, what, the ultimate nice dad move yeah. is to do that, to, to get the kids like that. Is it true that, going back to golf, Jason Day has claimed that you hit more golf balls in a year than he does? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I do, yeah. I hit all day. <laughs> it's I think, true he said it, and it's yeah. true he does it. Yeah. We... Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know I got lucky to I've done his charity thing and me and him became friends and uh, I hit way more. He hits way more putts though. That's their that's their difference is they hit way more putts and that's where it's at. And I don't do that. But uh, yeah, I hit ball. I mean, I play all the time. When I would go play with him, I would tell him, and he's like, I mean, you're. I think it's way more than they do. I'm not saying that's even good either. But I think I'm I'm uh, it's 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 too much. Do you hate putting? Like, can you just not get yourself to do it? No, I, I, I try to do it every night. I just don't think I've wrapped my head around it. Like, all golf is such, like, you got to figure out a, like, your full swing is you're kind of looking for, like, a move, like a trigger that you can kind of rely on and know what it is to be consistent. And so then putting, I just don't know if I have that trigger. And, uh, like, that the other day when I played with Shay, he was, and I, uh, we just become, the COVID just made us all be friends. He's a big golfer. And, I mean, I lost, uh, I lost money to him because he was, uh, he was, he was putting for like 40 yards off the green. Like, I lost money. You know, like, I was thinking this as a joke. Like, I feel like guys, we have like, like our Venmo account. Like, you have like kind of gambling money that your wife doesn't know about. And I mean, we were about to get into like money where my wife was going to know about. Like, <laughs> that was my big, that's like where you start really sweating as you're like. Like Sunny Gray money we're talking about. Well, like, you're you just don't want your wife, to, you know, there's like, my wife doesn't know where my Venmo name is. So like, I got money in that Venmo account. She doesn't know exists. And I don't need, I don't need it to trickle over into like a regular bank account. Check out Nate Bargatze on Netflix, new special, The Greatest Average American. Uh, and if you've never seen Nate, uh, you have. Uh, what Netflix special is this for you now? Like three or four? This is, I did a, a half hour, then this is the second hour, Tennessee Kid, and then. Okay. Uh, so uh, there's always a story that you can relate to that he tells. He mentions he's not, would you say, topical, but you're more like storytelling about yeah, your life. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> one that came to mind, I saw the preview. I don't know if we, if we aired this one or not from Netflix that they sent us, but the, the math problems. You know, yeah. all these parents are now teachers yeah. during the, the COVID year. 
I don't have kids, but I have a, a nephew who had his math problems out on a, at our in-laws house, uh, his homework. Yeah. And you know, sixth grade math, I took one look at it and I said, there is no way I would be yeah. any help. And you were, I think, discussing like second, yeah, second or third grade math. Yeah. Well, first and second grade is like good. Like it's pretty easy. And then, yeah, it makes, makes you feel it, smart. Addition, subtraction. Yeah, that's just kind of basic. But then, con, they, I mean, Common Core, they bring that. I mean, that's it's pretty wild, dude. Like they, we didn't learn that math, and they just send it home to parents. And there's not like a, you know, it wasn't on the news. It should have been on the news. Like, hey, we're inventing a new math. <laughs> parents, wrap your head around it. So you got to learn it with your kid. Get ready. And they get ready, and they they don't. There's no heads up. They just spring it onto you at eight o'clock at night, <laughs> and you're like, what? Well, you know, and right before like, bed. Right before bed, you're like, hey, here's a new math that got invented. <laughs> And you're like, what? Like, and so it's brutal, dude. And then she's doing fractions now. There's a lot of, I'm, I'm pretty much done with all the homework that I, like she's, she's reached my level of where I could just look over her shoulder and like be like, it's this answer. <laughs> we're the, like, we're now third grade. I'm like, all right, all right. She's teaching you now. I, I, I talk about it in the special. I've learned stuff from her. When do you use A or an in a sentence? I didn't know. I just thought you felt it out. <laughs> does it sound right? That's what I do. Yeah, that's what you ask yourself. That's what, what I do. Said. I say it with both, and I'm like, that sounds right, and that's what I go with. <laughs> what? So I, I'm sure you uh, probably hate when you hear the term clean comic at times, but you are a clean comic. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself gravitating more towards comics that aren't like you or more like you? It's either funny or yeah. it's not, right? When it yeah. comes to comedy, yeah. But I'm sure that you have some comics that curse on stage that you also love. Oh, oh David Tell, David Tell is the about. I mean, the only comic I think I would pay to go watch. Uh, he's no one's funner than him. He's very funny and just fun to watch. And he's like, he's kind of like the ultimate comics comic that we all love him. Um, yeah, I don't mind. Like you know, I talking about being clean and stuff like that. I, I, I don't mind it anymore. I, you know, at first, when you're first starting, you're, you, you just don't want people to notice. That would be, I love it when someone's like, oh, I didn't realize that you were clean. Uh, but it's, you know, it's like, it's what, it's just how I did it. It's how my brain works kind of now. Uh, you know, I don't, and now it, what helps is you just stand out. You're different because there's not that many clean comedians. I mean, you have like Gafkin, Seinfeld, there's Ryan Hamilton's a very funny comedian that's clean. Uh, there's just not that many anymore. And I always think with young comics, I don't understand why they, even in a business sense, why would you not go be clean just to be different? Just so you talk about, because if you, if you take away sex talk in your act, I mean, the, I have to talk about so much other stuff. And so then you, what you talk about becomes a lot broader and you talk about a lot of different topics where if some people talk about sex, it's like they just end up getting down this road and like then it can be like, it's like 30 minutes of that. It's funny though because I, I was I was explaining yeah. your act to someone today when we were talking about you coming in here and they they had heard the name and I was trying to explain I said well he's a clean comic but people hear that and they think it's gonna be corny jokes like on America's Funniest Kids. Videos that jokes. with yeah. Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro or whatever yeah. like you know these corny scripted <laughs> yeah. I'm like no it's not like Disney jokes yeah. the whole time it's yeah. funny you just have to watch it yeah. and understand right it's yeah, I mean, it's like, of life stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean that you know, I think that was a, the big help with that was like because I was in New York for so long and I was doing, I mean, I was doing shows at like one in the morning in front of these, un, you know, it was this, it was, the show was called an uncensored show, and so it's all these comics being super raw and like edgy or whatever like that, and so I would have to do those shows at one in the morning in front of a drunk crowd, like I'm talking about like parking, and like there was like you know, so but you learn to. <laughs> 
I think put some kind of edge, feel like there's an edge in this. You're just not cursing. Being clean is as simple as just don't curse. You can, if you don't curse, you can talk about almost anything you want to uh, and just take the curse words out. That's the stuff that when people curse, that kind of, you know, everybody kind of hears it. And it helps, like, so when you're, you know, I, I think of it sometimes with sports t uh, talk, like, you know, people get dirty with it. And then uh, Clay's, you know, Clay's dirty with it. Like, but uh, you got MMA, I was in MMA radio on Sirius, and they're, like, cursing, and you're like, I'm not going to yeah. listen to this in my, with my daughter. I'm just trying to listen to, like, a sports talk yeah. radio show, and they're just like, I mean, just a lunatic. <laughs> so, like, and you're like, all right. Back how'd to common core math. Back to common <laughs> how'd you come up with uh, this self-nickname? The, the greatest average American? Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I would always say that I'm very average American. I mean, look, I went, I've, uh, I just went to Austin, Texas. I flew, flew southwest to Austin at barbecue both days. Uh, I'm re-watching Entourage. I mean, I don't know what else <laughs> you want me to do. Uh, that's <laughs> more average American. That uh, proves it right there. Yeah. And so it's, I, I always just say, like, I, I have very average American taste. Like, I'm very, you know, chain restaurants. I do top 40 music. Whatever America's on board with, I'm going to be on board with. Uh, I'm not a, you know, an indie type of guy. And so that's why I just kind of, I, I did it. I kind of said it as a joke. And then when I said it and the Netflix saw it, because when you name these specials they they're very big on how you're going to name them because of the algorithm or what it, you know the system that they have in place and you want to be able to kind of describe your entire act in a title like the last one's like the tennessee kid so it's like how could you do this and then this one and kind of just joking saying i was like that it came the greatest average american well it's uh by the way uh thank you to everyone we're now trending on uh, itunes 15th you were on the number one podcast anywhere yeah. with Joe Rogan, and you mentioned MMA and UFC. Yeah. There's a connection there with him, and yeah. I know that you were on his podcast yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, dude. He's the best. So uh, I met the only time I ever really knew met him was when I first started uh, with Rogan, and I uh, I did is I went to the comedy store. I was a one year comic, and he knew a, a band that I knew uh, that we were there visiting a buddy of mine, and then he, so and Joe got me on at the comedy store. Was just like it was kind of a big deal. He was doing Fear Factor at that time. This was 2004, and I'm I'm a, I'm a year comic. He doesn't know me, and he's like, oh, he got me on an open mic at the comedy store. But that always stuck with me, and it was cool to get to do his podcast yesterday and be like, yo, man, I'm here, like, and you did something, you know, what is 18 years ago? I've been doing comedy 18 years, 17 years ago. So did he remember? No, no, because I mean, there's no he wouldn't. I wouldn't remember that if I was yeah. the other way. It was like he he knows the band. He remembers his Prom Kings was the band, and they uh, so he remembers that the band. But he doesn't remember the whole thing. But I mean, I think he liked you know. I mean, who's not gonna like hearing something that you're like, oh yeah, you're a great dude, man. Instead of if I was like, dude, you were the worst to me, <laughs> and you brought me down. But uh, we were uh, curious about your money. I don't yeah. want to ask you. Let's get into it. Paul was, Paul was curious Let's about get your into money. it. Well, uh, what did, what's a comic make on like a good night at a good venue 
you know, in a like you were in Phoenix state. last if week. You're in Phoenix. Yeah. Last if you're in a good week, venue in yeah. Phoenix, like what? You know, what is that? How big is the venue? For I'll, I'll, yeah, how big is the good venue in Phoenix? Venmo and Devin. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The part that you keep and the part that the yeah. fans. Your, your wife's not watching, so you can <laughs> you can give us the actual. <laughs> That's all right. So she doesn't well, know about the fake Venmo. Talk I'll, us through the old math and the new math. The new math. All right. Now let's first. I'll start off with just giving my social security number. It's there's. I'll give you the broad strokes of what everybody makes. I'm not saying what I make, yeah. but what 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 comics make. So when you the the lowest when you first start, you you're making. If you go headline a weekend and you're not, no one knows who you are. You're just a comic that's on there. You're probably going to make thousand dollars, maybe twelve hundred dollars. And then your next for the bump, whole weekend. For, for the, the whole weekend. weekend. So Thursday to Sunday or whatever. Are expenses paid? Up. They're going to put you up. Sometimes they have a hotel. Sometimes they have a condo. Like the comedy clubs will own a condo. And then uh, usually they'll fly you. At the beginning, they'll just give you 1200 and then you'll go to 1500 and they pay for the flight, but you still got to stay at the condo. And then eventually you get to like two grand a weekend, and then you get a hotel, which is very exciting. Like that's all you want. It's, it's a step up. It's a step up. You get a their hotel and that. And then basically that kind of rises up in comedy clubs to about five grand. And then you make like five grand a weekend. And then you flip over to when uh, you get a percentage of the door. And so that's when they're doing sometimes, the, you know, they're whatever it is, it could be 80%, 20%, or, you know, I mean, the big acts. If you're a huge comic that usually doesn't do comedy clubs, like, you know, if Eddie Murphy went to Zany's, they're going to be like, we'll give you 100% of the door because you just want him in there. Yeah. And then they make money off the thing. So, I mean, you know, guys can end up making, you know, anywhere from 10 grand to 50, 60. I mean, some guys can make 100 grand for a weekend at a comedy club. What does Chris Rock make? Uh, we I mean, saw him at Zany's. At yeah. Zany's. I mean, he's, he's got to be making, like, that, the top, whatever it is. It's going to be whatever the tickets were, how many people there were there. That's how you can figure the math out. He's probably getting 100% of the door, 300 people in there. If it, I don't know what the tickets were. They're 50 bucks. I mean, you probably make, a, you know, 100 grand, something like that. I mean, that's – and then when they do theaters and you get to arenas, like, I don't know all that stuff, but that's where guys can start making – you make a hundred grand a night at a show, and you know guys can really make a lot of money. What's yeah. the biggest venue you've played? Uh, mine is, uh, I, I think, I, well, it's in Atlanta, the Cobb, the Cobb Center in Atlanta. It was probably about twenty-eight hundred seats, and that was probably the biggest. We had the Ryman, the Ryman supposed to be coming back in October. The Ryman uh, is sold out, and so that will be a giant one. Uh, and then Phoenix. I did Phoenix Celebrity in the, the theater in the round. I did it in the round there. It's a huge uh, venue there. It's where George Carlin taped a special. And uh, it was very, the round is awesome. That's my favorite. I actually bought tickets twice to your Ryman show because I forgot that yeah. I purchased tickets the first time. <laughs> All it's been right. so long. So, so you're canceled. welcome. It's yeah. been canceled three times, I think. Yeah. So, not canceled, postponed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I've got like eight seats for three Look at this, dude. He'll scalp them right spread here. out. We'll spread out. So the, we went and saw you at Zany's, and you were working out material for your Netflix special at the time. Mm -hmm. How many hours, how many sets, trial and error will you go through? Like, when will you start preparing for your next oh, I'm Netflix special? I'm doing it. So I'm doing clubs now. If, uh, Do you know when you're shooting for your next one? Oh, no, no, no. That would be uh, probably two years. I mean, so, like... The goal for me, what I would love, and you just don't ever know what's going to happen, but in my head, is I would like to do a special with Netflix and do one every two years. So I, my first one was when I was 40. I'm 41, about to be 42. And so then, like, the sixth one, I'll be 50. And uh, that would be the run that I would love to get to do. 
And so, you, so that means you're taping one, you know, basically every two years is when they're coming out. Uh, so I, but as far as new material, I've already started. So I, I, I went and did some clubs. They're all like half capacity. But just getting ready for the theater tour that we're hoping yeah. starts back up in August. And, uh, and so now, I, you know, I probably have like 25, 30 minutes kind of new. I wouldn't say it's great. Like some of it's okay. Some of it's fun and fine. But you got to just kind of like get out there and do all these shows. And just I always open with the new, try to see how far I can get. And then, and then I always have to close. And then play the hits. Then play the hits. That's a question I get asked a lot because people are like, I'm going to see you next week. Should I watch the special and I watch the special? Uh, if you're seeing me now to, I mean, the theater dates, I'm hoping in two months to like I could be doing 45 minutes of new material. And then I'll be closing with, you know, 15 maybe stuff from my comedy. So sometimes I go old. I'll just do old Comedy Central stuff because I know people didn't, a lot of people didn't see that. Right. And then I'll, sometimes I'll do it the other way around. So uh, it's if you come see me now, I, I think I did like last week or a couple weeks ago in Phoenix. I was doing like 30 new. And so it's, you know, and then hopefully I'll get that up to, you know, you want to get to like an hour 10, hour 15. So when the theaters start, you're, you're kind of turned over and all brand new. Do you still hold a grudge against your high school basketball coach for cutting you every single yeah. year that you tried out for the team? Yeah, because he, I mean, I tried First out for off, the golf congrats game. on the stick to itiveness that you kept coming back year after average year. Average American guy. Out. Greatest average, yeah. He thought it would be Jordan. But it keeps showing up, and we don't make it. That's the <laughs> most average American thing. We never get it, but we're, we're still in line. Uh, I, yeah, I think about it a lot. Uh, did did he, he consider coming, keeping you around senior year just because you kept coming back? I mean, I'd be like, yeah. This were you guy, offered come on, the manager job? No, no, he didn't give me anything, man. And uh, what's funny is, uh, I think Ronnie Bargetzi, which is in Nashville sports, everybody knows Ronnie's my cousin, and uh, so he's been around. I think Ronnie told me he didn't like the coach didn't like Ronnie. Ronnie told me that later, so it could have be Ronnie's fault. He couldn't tell on. you that in the moment, so at well, least I don't you know had if an excuse. Did. I said it. I told it to Ronnie uh, a while, like a couple years ago, and he was like, "And Ronnie is the I mean, no nicest one, guy, the yeah. nicest guy on earth. No one doesn't like him." And he was like, "He goes, ah, he might not have liked me, and so he, I, he <laughs> cut me." He cut me all those years because of Ronnie. Uh, I got cut from the golf team. I tried out for the golf team. And then and I show up, and he's the coach there. I'm like, well, look at this. <laughs> and just immediately, like, I'm not good enough to go play two rivers. <laughs> I, can't go, I can't go walk nine at two rivers, dude. <laughs> when you go make the senior tour one day, you're going to call him up. That's uh, what look I want. At me, look at me now. 50. I, I got till I'm 50. I'm four, I'll be 42. I have eight years. To you can make this happen with the how much you I play. think, dude. I think I think I have to get to you have to you have to be like a plus three though. I think so. I'm a five now, but I've been as low as a two. And it's putting and chipping. Let's get a get putting green down. in your backyard for a few of us. I mean, I, I have one, but <laughs> it's, uh, you can come. He's up on it. the hill. Yeah. Let's yeah. Up. I, I've never been invited. <laughs> I've invited you over. I said we, you know. We said after everything's set up, this is much like uh, Hutton's housewarming party. After everything's set up, we'll have everybody over, and then you know how that we no, still, still setting up. We still have paper curtains on our window, <laughs> and you know, my wife. Uh, we got a dining room table, though. We don't. Yeah. And we've been in there yeah. a lot longer yeah. than you. Let's get a little bit local here. Uh, Clark Lee hired at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I feel like Nate, this is the guy that you would love as the coach. Because he's lived it. Y'all didn't like him either. He had the great story. No, I, I like Clark Lee. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like Jerry Stackhouse when he was hired. But um, Clark Lee, when he was hired, he told that story about he was playing at Vandy and he got kicked out of his own weight room because Alabama or someone was in the Music City Bowl. 
mm. that year, Arkansas. right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is what a great story. Of the, I want Vanderbilt to be more than this. When, yeah. when you hear that, it's got to be your guy now. When you hear that, I this, mean, right? thrilled. Yeah. You know, I, I I remember all the names that were being tossed around. Like you know, I I, I love a coach coaching search. There's nothing fun. Who doesn't? I know they're so fun. You're tracking flights. I mean, it's the best. And so uh, I was with him. You know, there's a lot of other names yet that Will Healy, like he, all these things you kind of hear about. I always try to always tell myself, though, like as a fan, you're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, you know, you'd be excited about one guy, and then you're like, why are we not getting that guy? And then I got to be like, I never even heard of that guy until yesterday. <laughs> like, I was well, like, people locally was... flipped out because it wasn't Will Healy, because yeah. Will Healy talks to everyone locally. Yeah. So you can he... tell the people that Will Healy is texting, hey, man, put my name in the hat for the Vandy yeah. job, because they're going nuts yeah. when it's Clark Lee. I think it was Clark Lee's the best. This, I was the most excited about him. He was the one I wanted to – the one I wanted to get, I mean, I, 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 liked, I liked all of them. I'd have been happy with about three of them. But, like, the more I looked at it, Clark Lee felt like was, that was, like, that's who we need, dude. We need, like, that guy. I like his hires. He's hiring, like, you know, some kind of weird kind of hires outside the box. It's where you got to go, like. Barton like, Simmons I, is a good hire. Yeah. Recruiting. Uh, yeah, oh, I love that. Outside the like, box, yeah. I think that's going to happen more yep, because of too. that. I think a lot of more people will do that. And, uh, like, I read that, like, Rivals and 247 and all that when that – like, you know, seeing those people, what I figured out about searching, what I kind of thought, I was like, you got to look at when you're trying to guess who the coach is going to be, I think you got to look at who's not being talked about. Like, that's what it felt like. Because yeah. Clark Lee was, people mentioned him, but it, that you were hearing the other stuff was like, well, Will Healy's at Cracker Barrel in 40. And you're like, <laughs> he's there. Like, you got to go down there. Like, if the AD's doing a good job, it's the person not being talked about. Look at the that's, person and that the you're coach not. coach isn't campaigning. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's yeah. how you know yeah, something's That's how you know something's going to happen. But I am thrilled with Clark Lee and I, I I I honestly I believe in this dude I think we're on the right path I love everything that Vanderbilt's doing they're saying all the right stuff then uh, the new chancellor that came in is really talking about stuff they're saying you know we're as Vandy fans we've been burnt we get burnt all the time we think something's gonna happen but I think what I'm from what they're doing and what they're saying I think Vanderbilt's doing everything right, and I think we will be better than Tennessee for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's what I think. It's happening. It's happening. But then I see Tennessee is uh, having a practice at Memorial Gym, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks, if I'm a Vanderbilt fan, why is Tennessee? Why are you housing them while they yeah. hang out waiting on their selection of the tournament? I'd put them out. And they're just in there shooting around, watching TVs. Yeah. You give them the keys to the local YMCA. I know. And, and it's the, the wrong set of keys. They should the be a DCA. They should be. <laughs> having yeah. to shoot around. We don't even need them. We don't need them at DCA either, right? <laughs> Anywhere that I've won, my only places that I like, I don't want them at. Maybar Gatsy has been our guest in studio the greatest average American. Check it out on Netflix. It dropped today. It's a number three trending show on Netflix. I yeah, got it early this morning. Let's get it to one. People are going to watch it during I, the YouTube I game. watched it early this morning, yeah. and it was the, yeah. the third show. Do you have it's like amazing. a family gathering where you watch this, or is that awkward for you at this point? Or do you, uh, like, I would. When it Everybody's drops? gone. It's a spring break. It's not a good time. Like, it's like everybody <laughs> Justice was like, League. <laughs> I, dude, I think my wife is even leaving somewhere tonight. Uh, I think she said I might go somewhere. She's spending her Venmo. Yeah, now. yeah, she's got hers. I don't know about her. She has a whole other family. I might go somewhere. Uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, I forget what they're you know because it's spring break too. Uh, so I, I gotta do like I'll end up like having to do some more promoting and stuff for it, and uh, so I'll, I'll probably won't do too much. And I think we'll do something like next week and like where you have some friends over and watch it. It's a lot. I've already watched it because I because I had to edit it, and so it was you know it's a, it's a lot to watch yourself 
Yeah, too let much. Me, let me know what night, what time. I'll be there. If it's just me and Paul, dude, what are you going to watch? It's just me and him watching <laughs> That's alone. the watch party? Yeah, that's the watch party. <laughs> I'll bring Good some to see you, man. Thanks Thank for you. coming. Congrats Thank to you me. guys, too. This Thank is awesome. We appreciate you coming in. Nate Bargatze has been our guest. Again, check it out on Netflix. Uh, great for the entire family. I know it sounds cheesy to say, no, that's but right. like for I'll a comedy it, yeah. special where you can sit it's down with the It's not America's Funniest Videos. And it's everyone thinks it's hilarious. Than that, I From top to bottom, you, you can't go wrong. Uh, check it out today hey, uh, on Netflix. Entourage, let us know if you need anything, you 10 people back there. <laughs> I need Travis Matthews stuff. We're back with the VolQuest Power Hour. Speaking of uh, I mean, what are y'all doing that for? <laughs> why do y'all do Vandy Like, why? We just we want our numbers to stay up. Because yeah, you're, you're, you're half their fan That's base. That's the problem, dude. <laughs>